And now we're delighted to be joined by Elizabeth Buchan. She was an editor at Random House before deciding to give writing a go herself. Her wonderful new book, The Museum of Broken Promises, is just out now. Elizabeth, thank you for joining us. Oh, I'm delighted. It is a beautiful and intriguing title. Tell us about The Museum of Broken Promises. Well, the museum is in Paris, and its curator is called Laure. She's half English, half French. She's had experiences as a young woman in Prague just before the Velvet Revolution and in Berlin after the wall has fallen and people are still going around with the wall in their head. And such are those experiences that it's left her rather disconsolate and in need of some kind of reconciliation with something that's happened in her past, mainly to do with her love affair with a distant rock musician. And she's walking around Paris one day and she suddenly realises, looking at an old dilapidated house, that she can bring together those parts of her life, make it a museum where people come and bring something that symbolises the broken promise. It can be political, it can be to do with your family, it can be a lover's broken promise, it can be a philosophical or everyday broken promise. And they can come and deposit it there in some kind of ritual because she thinks that maybe ritual which that would symbolise that depositing and taking away again after a bit, would help to heal. And tell us about a couple of the exhibits in the museum. Well, <laughs> there's the railway ticket, which is particularly pertinent to Law, the central character. But uh, she's thinking about an offering from someone who's come in when the novel opens, of a young man who'd been searching for his birth mother. And he thought he'd found her. He had been adopted and done very well. He had enough money, having found her, to give her a a railway passage down to London in order to meet her. And he sends her the railway ticket, or one half of the railway ticket. He keeps the other to give her when she wants to go back, and she never turns up. Mm. And he comes to the museum and he says, I'm done. This is the symbol of a promise that she should have honoured, and Mm. she never did. Mm. And then there's a baby's booty, which... He's been left there by a woman whose baby has died and she feels that the people who looked after her broke their promise to take care of her. And then there's Freddie, the little boy's milk tooth. His father had promised that the tooth fairy would come, but he never did because he had left home. Mm. And tell us what inspired the novel. I like to think there's a real Museum (laughs) of Broken Promises. Well, there is one called the Museum of Broken Relationships in Croatia. But I wanted the promise because I felt that that extended much further in the landscape, both emotionally and geographically. And I was sent to Prague on a long weekend by our son, who thought that his parents needed a break, (laughs) but our darling son was very poor. So he sent us in January, and it was minus 20. So there was a lot of museums (laughs) that we went to, including the Museum of Communism, which was in those days just a couple of rooms in a shabby old building. And some person who I don't know who it was had collected all these artefacts out of sheer love. But what they had done was to mock up a room of a cell and you walked into it and on, in it was nothing except a table like the one that we're sitting at, two chairs like the ones we're sitting at facing each other and in the middle a black Bakelite phone and as you walked in it suddenly rang so harshly and so discordantly that I absolutely, I nearly fainted with the shock of it and it was in a reminder that one was living oh, in a museum that was devoted to a time when 
repression and being watched was the norm. You were not free in the essential sense. And from there, the museum took its shape mm -hmm. because communism promised amazing things and like a lot of other political systems, including capitalism, has failed to deliver. And I wanted to write about that. And the bits where Law is in Prague, she finds it very difficult, doesn't she, to cope in this situation where she's being followed and observed and where what she does matters. And the, mm. the young people she meets there have grown up under very different circumstances, haven't they? Yes. They have a different language. They have a language of subversion, which she finds entirely alien. She is very naive. She goes out, for example, in a low-cut dress and is astonished when people really revile her for that because it brings the attention of the watchers on you if you go out looking like that. She um, tries to do things in the way that she's used to and she's told, please don't do that. You are causing us trouble and embarrassment. She's amazed when she goes to a restaurant with the man she's falling in love with and she raises her voice and he says, don't. Mm -hmm. There is someone there in the corner who's listening. And also look at the waiter, an elderly man, and he said, please be kind to him because in the old days he was a very respected head of a secondary school. He went to the funeral of a known dissident. The next day he was told his job wasn't there anymore and he spent his life washing dishes. So it is a whole new arena through which she stumbles and a whole new language which she has to learn throughout the book. Mm -hmm. It offers the promise, doesn't it, the museum, the promise, I think, of reconciling with the past. Um, and I think it offers Hope, am I right to say yes, that it's I a hopeful book? I think so, because it's perhaps not the obvious one, but I think I was trying to make the point about if you are prepared to ritualise some of the things that have broken you or given you pain or distress in the past and you're willing to acknowledge this and make an open declaration of it, it, it is some form of catharsis. Mm -hmm. And I think the people who come to the museum do find, in the end, the act of doing that and talking about it and seeing it offers that kind of resolution. And it certainly does to law because it gives her a reason to live her life well and elegantly mm -hmm. without that bitterness and despair of spirit. Well, thank you so much for talking to us about your beautiful novel. Thank you, Cathy. That's really great. Delighted. <laughs>